because I don't want to be around your ugly ass. Don't be so sad that nobody wants to be around you and try and hurt my feelings with your ugly words, baby. Yeah, ugly. Yeah, it's 4.31 a.m. and I'm not going to sleep with somebody like you. <sighs> but I do have something to tell you. Sorry you had to hear all that, but hey, you're just my kids. <laughs> you hear it all the time. Anyway, you've been born into it. So we'll heal through words. We won the penny fundraiser drawing today. We gotta go pick up the chick. Ask if that worked really, really hard to get you guys in that school. And so I'm proud of me for being your mom. And whatever the man that I made you with says about me to you, you'll understand. And then, and if he says good stuff, that's the best reason why you should understand. Um, so when I was like 15, I went to treatment because, um, I was allowing people like the guy that I'm with right now to talk the way that he does to me and I couldn't take it anymore. Um, but I learned to write there. I learned to journal and I learned to use the words that I knew and, and write. And so, because I have this really, really intense ADHD that they couldn't like understand and they were medicating me like really highly. Like I was on tons of Ritalin, tons of Adderall when I was like 14 and 15 and that would just zombify me. You know, it was like I was, that would make me stop jumping around in their classrooms or make me stop throwing stuff off the walls. Or, and it was because they would just irritate the shit out of me. At one point it would be like, yeah, I would definitely act a fool because like I just, I just didn't like that, that they act like I didn't hear them. You know what I mean? Or like whatever it was, it was like milk and honey. It was just, so when I started writing about it anyways and journaling about it and having it to go back to, that's why um, I felt like I got healed by that. So I'd write poems. I would write whatever I could do. And um, oh yeah. because this guy that I've chosen to be with is really mentally abusive, I'm, I'm allowing it to be because I have two kids. I have two kids with him. And so um, I confronted the abuse of my, this man, this type of abuse I haven't ever, ever had in my life. I stepped into my um, my shoes with confidence, and uh, I decided to scare him right back into his own little shaky ass self. So he doesn't fear for I don't fear him. I'm not the one scared of him. I used to be scared of what his voice would do to you guys when you guys were asleep, and he would like I would be like, "Yo, you're gonna traumatize him because of what they're gonna they're gonna hear what you say in their sleep." And now I'm just like, "Damn, you just made my kids stronger. Give a fuck. <laughs> Look what you did to me." So he can go ahead and talk all the shit he wants. Because um, I started to journal, and now I journal again, but I do it vocally. So I don't care how you journal, kids. Um, I want you to know, to this day, journaling is one of my most mm, cataractic experiences of my entire life. Because I love to go back and hear and read what I was going through at a certain time. And back to 2005, back to 2007, and, and, and see and hear how vulnerable I was.
how unexperienced and how scared I was of myself because of my diagnosis, being ADHD and hyperactive and like having that named on me and not knowing who my real parents were because they didn't know what the fuck ever, you know, like that stuff was really traumatic. And, um, to giving, to feeling, to do something I had to do a lot, you know, and now it's cut open. It's raw. I bleed. And for the first time ever, I, I, I confront the abuse my body has experienced and that that's different. I stepped into my shoes with like a confidence that, that, that kind of just doesn't make people want to be around me because I have no patience anymore for anything. Um, people don't really like how I openly talk about any type of whatever I'm doing. I'm on a public stage and a public anywhere. Don't take over, Lacey. Don't make it about you. Regardless, I keep doing it because um, this craft, it's not, it's not my job to help men remain comfortable or women. I mean, I've been abused by both. I, I'm here for more. Luckily, I have a, a group of people that understand me and um, lift me through the darkest times of my life. And I, I can journal it and talk about it and hear about it. And this is one of the moments I'm feeling, you know, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't kept doing it. I would just have take, taken myself out in a weird way. And so I just want you to know that I journal two different types of ways. I do some of it poetically, it becomes like a spell craft, or I do um, in front of people. <laughs> like, But it's not anybody I know ever, and it's more like I'm just acting it out for my own self, and then, yeah, for them. But it's like a performance. It weaves a story and pulls like everybody to listen. And it doesn't matter how how much they don't want to hear you, they will because you're just of my blood and you're me or you're you you understand what I'm talking about. But um, it's like writing music, I guess. I don't know. However, musical people become enlightened. That's how I feel about it. Being on stage and being around people and showing up, it, it makes me happy. Like I like helping people and I like whatever. So um. When I hear other people reading, it makes me feel really good because I feel like maybe they could be reading something that I wrote. But now I don't really, I really, I, that's the other thing about it. So journaling is different. It's not about writing, it's about journaling. And, and I think this airway is cool, but what happens if the airway goes? Well, what happens if the papers burn up or you lose your books? I've lost so many journals. I don't even think I have, but I remember reading them. So that's why I got to do it. When you're in the middle of having your heart broken or experiencing something traumatic, reality doesn't reveal itself slowly. It pierces you like a bullet, fast and hard. And I want my journal to do the same. So that's why I'm direct. My intentions are, are to hit hard for sure and fast, like, like a metaphorical bullet. Every word I use plays an important role, you know? If a word can be removed because it doesn't serve a purpose, I'm not removing it. I have to just delete it and start over. But I used to highlight it out or put white marker on it and do that whole thing. I'm sharing this with you to give you insight into how I journal and why. You don't need to journal in the same way. You don't need to journal any other way than the one that makes you feel alive and seen. In my journal, you know, I experiment with everything, long practices, music practices, whatever, we, we, we do it all here. And I want you to do the same. 
I don't want you to have to think that you have to follow my direct style. But I do want you to know that all the things I do in my journaling are free writing. Like free of mind, free. This means that you're going to do your best to journal the first thoughts that come to you. Don't edit, erase or censor yourself, please. It doesn't matter if what you say doesn't make sense to you or you think it sounds dumb, you have to keep it. All that matters is that you don't give up, but you do give up the control and let your subconscious take the wheel. So, you know, ideally, feel free to go through the exercises however you feel right for you. I, I mean, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm always, I always will. That's what I'm meant to spark creativity for you. You know, if I have a question for you, don't get so defensive because I, I, I ask you so you answer or you use a word or you vocalize something so that you understand what you're doing deserves a, you need to know what to say. You need to know the words to use or you'll just look. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes a lot while you're journaling if you decide to do so because you got to breathe deep. You got to let out the breath. You'll hear me do that a lot, all the time. Because don't ever skip a breath. Just do it. It'll help you relax. You don't need to be perfect at vocabulary to get the full benefit of journaling, but if you want to get out of this mental health um, diagnostic this entire country and planet has become on to, then uh, do this work for you and you'll get out of it. You'll, you'll feel better every day. I don't care. To make your words clear, I want you to refer to what you're writing as poems or what you're speaking to as a story or, or a music or something sometimes, not all the time. You know what I mean? Because like journals are, are it's pure 100% intake, but after you get into this, I want you to take time. It's so much more than what you were taught in high school or by other people or what you thought you didn't want to read. I promise you, everyone can journal or write a poem. Your poems don't need to mean that you're vulnerable or that you're stupid or that you could be made fun of by somebody sitting in another room. Who cares? It's for you. It's for me. I mean, if you could do a paragraph and know where the sentences go, then I don't care what anybody else has to say about you. I think you're the shit. So allow yourself to be free. Um, if something triggers you, which it happens frequently for me, and I actually, like, what I've done lately is, like, I've even accidentally triggered myself into something and then come back out of it and, like, fuck, that was a whirlwind. <laughs> so, But the beauty of it is I know what I'm doing now when I come back. Like, before, there was no idea that I had even done anything. You know what I mean? So... It's not worth doing if you are going to be ruined. You know what I mean? So just sometimes you can stop. You don't have to do anything that you can always return at another time. You can always reset. And that's one thing that I love about this. So I suggest you set a timer sometimes if you can in the beginning or just to make sure that you give yourself enough time. Like or you don't take too much. If you need more space to complete this stuff, feel free to complete them in your personal things. Just do it, you know? It shouldn't feel like this is work at all. It should feel like an exhale. 
let go and let the words flow. Yep. Josh, I'm gonna kill you, homie. I got a fucking herpy on my lip right now. Ew, this motherfucker has a big old herpy on his lip, right? And I told him I knew it was a herpy when I seen it. And he tried to you were so adamant to eat my pussy and fucking kiss my lip. And now I have a herpy on my lip. <laughs> I can feel it growing. <sighs> if I knew what safety looked like, I would have spent less time falling into arms that weren't so safe. I don't think I've ever even said this to anybody, but... Ah. This sucks to hurt. When I was in junior high, I always felt zoomed, too quick to get anywhere, like too quick to get hurt. I was like a little light, flexible, sweet, hard, smooth, retro. And now I feel like I'm just like blase. I'm scrambled in my mind. And that's because I let myself get too spun out. And I gave self-doubt a whole bunch of a whole bunch of power and then You know, I just, I was already shattered from the beginning. So there was nothing that my mind was telling me was wrong because I was really fucking mutilated like when I was young. So that's something. And to never, ever, ever actually talk about it, like and when you had chance to, chance to after time, it's, it's another stupid thing I did because I just didn't think anybody needed to really, really know. I don't know if I wanted to put everybody out on blast, you know? And so, um, it was the, I don't know, somehow I did some, after going to therapy for a long time and whatever, I did some journaling of my own and I talked about what happened to me. And it was the experience of sexual and physical abuse that initially like made everything start cracking and crumbling. And it's scary because I never felt crack until I realized it was what it was because I read books about it. I, I tried to study something right. So what trauma looks like is, um, I drew a house, a gray house, and it's got red scribbles all around it, and and it um, and then there's some black scribbles around it like clouds. And I and I I said, um, what this looked like to me was lies. Trauma looks like lies, deceit, scared, dirty, sad kids, broken house. Dad lies to mom to make her go crazy, and mom lies to dad. Um, four words that I really, really, really deceit, broken house, scared and crazy. Then I used those and I wrote a poem. It goes like this. The crack in the deceit happened when I paid attention to the pain. I decided to allow my head to see how mad the man I love, ugly to me, the way he lies and tells half-truths and makes me question myself. Has broken me, has broken my house. I'm alone here when the ugly trauma and world flow from his mouth and words flow from his mouth. He sees his own deeds and blames me. 
This motherfucker pulled the trigger to my stomach and then told me it was fake. Bashed out the windows of my work and told me that it was not real. I see the pain he's sending by the accusations of me. So then I flip crazy bitch to reality and fuck him back up emotionally. I'm done being the one on or real enough to fuck someone up. One real enough. And go to jail. My frantic emotion image is given by the vocal attitude I supply. So if you will excuse me, 10 minutes for me is a lifetime of wanting and panicking to run out of time. The problem is me. Everybody has agreed. Even at tea time, they talk about it. So, okay. The thing I'm most scared of people finding out about me is that I really do love and cherish all people and I would give anyone anything that is something all people are scared to see or show because it's too easy. 759 easy. Ask to take him in my mouth. Self-doubt. I feel you lurking every time I have a great idea. Any spark of joy immediately. Immersed in foggy milk of smoke, doubt. The you can't and you're not enough come out your thoughts all the time. I can't find myself. I get scrambled in my mind. We can only see by doing. We can only see me doing more than you. Why don't I see you doing everything that you do do. And then I say to this, I gotta write my dad or talk to my dad. Dad, hey, how are you? I miss you. I miss you the most. Why did mom lie and cheat? What is a checking account? I don't like Carrie. Mom hates her. But yeah, I like my cool room. I hate that I'm sharing it with someone new. If you say so, dad, okay. I know you're right. We'll always make it. Well, that's the problem. They don't understand yet. It's not so hard. The creek is fun. And when they will go feel, and when they fell and got cold, you know, I had to take them. And I had to take him with me. He didn't grab me. I was like, what? How could I fall off the bench without you? So I understand you're mad, Dad. So I just handled it, though. Plus, it was key. How come they wouldn't grab and reach for me when they're the ones that tricked me? Well, yeah, I know you saw. And I, I get a few more stamps in a couple weeks. And so I'll see you soon. I'm at the cabin, usually eating mint, trying to find something to do, hiking the creek, looking for golf balls I really never leave. And if I'm not functioning out there for you somehow, you know I'm here. I love out here. I see fireflies and I hear them and I never feel scared, ever. And But Carrie told me the fireflies weren't here in Utah, but I see them all the time, Dad. Are they Orbeez, like you said? Well, I'm just going to keep on looking for them because I think every time I catch them, I get better. I do have what to do next time. I mean, there's nothing scary out here, so I'm not scared of anything, and I don't want to be around anyone else.
that way and it can't hurt me. She made me feel really ugly. What am I? Then I light up. Mm. Oh, this punched me in the gut and I'm like speechless. I don't want to go anymore for tonight. I'm just reading out of my um that journal thing I it's like this prompt journal thing in there. Oh, it was hard. What a heartbreaking story. And then I had a miscarriage. That was way worse. Um and what I wrote on my MySpace account was uh, for sale, baby shoes, never worn. <laughs> oh. And that's the moment I began to see <sighs> the puzzle making, you know. I asked myself, how can I construct a story I want without wasting any more puzzle pieces? Meaning, how can I make my point without wasting words? someone who grew up struggling to express herself words were sacred to me and Ramona B. Quimby was my best friend she was in a book because of physical sexual abuse and it came to me from a girl in my room I grew up feeling invisible and voiceless so when I started like going to school and being in drill team and dance and performing and acting I, I was feeling really good i and Carrie took that away from me by putting me in DT because I had ADHD, they said. Well, I refuse to be any invisible any longer. I refuse to hold on to my trauma as if I were responsible for it, and I'm not going to let anybody do it to me anymore. I refuse to carry guilt and shame when, it, when it's not mine to carry, and I'm not even sorry. And sometimes I keep on letting others do things to me because I feel like they could be beneficial, but they're not. So I'm removing any extra padding in any of my stuff anymore. And I want everyone to know that I'm always speaking directly what is going on in my emotional realm. And I will always speak directly to my audience without distractions. Like, you know, that's what I'm doing. And if I am vibed out for a minute, don't be so angry, you know, come, come grab me. Sometimes, you know, I get lost. And that's fine. I always come back. <sighs> so then, like, I'll go back and read some stuff sometimes, and I'll, like, I don't know, do something different to it, but... Right now, I don't, I don't want to stop, but I don't want to go. So there's this one thing that I... So when... I'm just going to tell you guys exactly what happened. I was, like, young, and my stepmom had painted my room pink and, like, made me my own room, and I had a, always kind of had my own room ever since I moved in with my dad and my stepmom because like I got taken from my mom and they, they my stepmom and my my dad were supposed to make my life better and they did they did really well 
I had my own room. I had my own stuff, but I just kind of wasn't happy. And then my stepmom painted my room like hot pink because that was the color that I liked. And then she put all these porcelain dolls on the top of my ceiling. Like she put these shelves all around my room and everywhere in my top of my room had these crazy porcelain dolls. I got them for Christmas every year. You know, and uh, at first they were cool, and then they became scary. Like, I just didn't like them anymore. And then my, that's because my cousin Nikki, well, she's not my cousin. Um, she's my stepmom's niece, and she became my cousin the day that she moved into my house. I didn't even know her prior to that. But um, she took my virginity with a fucking Crayola marker that was purple, my favorite fucking color at the time. And it was one of the big ones that I was using to color my fucking car coloring book with and she tricked me she told me that she was my cousin and she was gonna show me something she was older than me and she fucking she stuck a fucking thing and made me hurt really bad and then um yeah and then i learned a whole bunch of stupid shit from her and i just wish i never did And it hurt, motherfucking Link. It just didn't feel good, Nikki. So fuck you if you ever hear this. I was fucked up, and like you still never said sorry to me. <laughs> you back to like nothing ever fucking happened. Like I liked it or something. Like I was part of it. <laughs> fuck that. The trick, I guess, is picking up and then just being okay with it again. And like the trauma always comes out when you open a box. <laughs> so you open it, and then you you look at it, and you have to. You know, so I wrote I wrote another poem. This thing and it said, "Um, I've had sex," she said, "but I don't know what making love feels like. If I knew what safety looked like, I would have spent less time falling into the arms that were not. He was supposed to be the first, but he wasn't because she was." And I didn't know how to say that to him when I wanted him to know that it was not really a virginity that was taken. It was just, you can't even tell anybody that. And then you become tarnished. The first man I made love to in my, in my life, you know, I still search for that. I don't even ever know what that will feel like. And she took that from me. And she took it forever. Milk and honey. And then this one is one that I wrote for my, um, my friend, Marie. I've had sex, she said, but I don't know what making love feels like. If I knew what safety looked like, I would have spent less time falling into arms that were not. He was supposed to be the first male love of your life. You still search for him everywhere. Father. because timeouts became more than they should have or things with me weren't great I still search for him everywhere oh so that one is harder Damn. So, and then I, um, you know, I just kind of like, I've always gone back over it and, I, and, and it, I'm reading it again. 
come. And then I have to go visit my younger self because I have um this like dire need to tell me that I wasn't fucking wrong for liking trying to make her feel better too. You know, like sometimes I when she would do stuff to me, I would just try to get it over with or something and just get her done. And um, she would say, "See, you know, you like it." You know, you like, you might really like girls. And, um, it's a journey because they know I didn't, but I didn't know that I didn't know. So then when it came time to be in junior high school and like have a boyfriend or something, I already knew everything. <laughs> I don't know, because my cousin Nikki was like, my, but it was just so much fucking gross and you understand. So you visit your younger self and for this exercise, you um, go back. I'm going to go back to high school when I felt really good. When I started trying to be on the, um, when I started performing, when I was doing dance and drill team and um, I was performing. So... Um, my uh, my my memory. <laughs> I okay. I love uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. My my uh, my first play that I ever got to be in when I was the most happiest I could be. And I was um, I was in fifth grade and I was in Midsummer Night's Dream and I was the wall between which two lovers could talk. And I had a really and I wasn't even unhappy. Like I think people in my class were making fun of me, thinking that I didn't get a good part because I only had one line. But I was in almost every scene of the entire play. Because I was the wall <laughs> between which two lovers talked. And so my part was just like this. The beginning of the play started and the, and the, the, the you know, the donkey, the guy's turning into a donkey because he was such a dummy. And then there's the princess. I, and uh, he, he didn't want her to see him. And then he was between the wall speaking to her because he would, had become a donkey. And my part said, and I was the wall between which two lovers talked. Poof. And that for me was enough because I got to be on the stage and I got to see and, and, and be there the whole, the whole entire play. <laughs> and so, and that was the day that I felt amazing. It doesn't matter what makes you feel the best. What matters is the content. Weave a story for me. Use imagery and metaphors. Get descriptive and emotional, okay? For, 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 for you, for me, for us, for humans. The only rule is that your piece must include all of the following things. Words. Laugh. Lion. Fork. Blue. Hundred. Keys. Water. Butterflies. And moon. Cloud. Gem. Um, you have two options for how you're going to use this way of getting to your child self. Begin with the intention to use the first word, laugh. Early on. Then when you feel your thoughts slowing down and you're wondering what to write next, randomly select one of the words from the list. Let it inspire a new thought. Insert it into the piece of your artwork. And keep on journaling. 
Don't forget to cross out the word after you use it. Repeat this until all the words on the list have been used. Or here's option two. Let the timer lead you. Hit start, begin writing, and every two minutes, pick a word from the list and include it in your piece. Right then and there. Continue until all the words have been used. Begin by closing your eyes. Taking a few minutes to yourself in silence. We'll start now. Or for those of you who don't want silence, you can go ahead and jump on into option one. The words again were laugh, lion, fork, blue, hundred, water, moon, butterfly, cloud, gem, clock. Breathe in. Hmm. Breathe out. Center yourself in your body. Once you feel grounded, like you got the little roots coming out your feet, again, open your eyes. I've already started your piece off. Here you go. If I could visit my younger self, I would go back to the day when Nikki tried to put a champagne bottle inside of my vagina and have me drink it first and then taste it and lick it off, lick it off of it after she had been putting it in herself. And I would not ever feel sad for her again. Cause that day I felt so sad for her. And instead of getting up and fucking knocking her ass out and getting her out of my house, I just cried and I felt bad for her and I let her be whoever she was. And I, and then I even like, let her play with herself, but I just didn't partake in all of it all the time, you know? That's good to say that I didn't. And and even though I sat and watched a lot of what she did and I let her take my virginity and I let her touch my boobs and I let her lick my vagina, I never, I never ever licked hers. So, ha ha. And I would never feel sick about it again, but I would tell myself then and there, hey, Lacey, you can hit her. You can knock her out. Push her out of your bedroom and go tell your dad right now what she did to you. You can go upstairs and tell your dad. Your dad will get her out. So, there's more to that, but I want you to do yours that way. I don't know what your child trauma looks like, but I know it's hard to understand unless you see it happening in action. I have about five pages here of writing. I'm going to go ahead and go on. Your room is cute and you have a nice bedspread. Your hair is pretty and you're not fat. Your mom isn't a cunt. And your vagina was important. And a purple Crayola marker is not perfect for inserting inside of you. And it didn't feel good and that's okay that you didn't want to cry. I'm sorry that you were so scared that she did that to you. Oh, it was your virginity that was taken and that hurt. (laughs) 
I can't read it on here right now. 